Welcome to Becoming Digitally Resilient with IDC Industry Thought Leadership, a podcast series that dives into the energy, financial, government, healthcare, manufacturing, and retail industries. The IDC team will discuss hot topics and provide insightful, fact-based research and strategies to help your organization become truly resilient. Presented by IDC on the Voice America Business Channel. And now, here's our host and moderator, Bonnie D. Graham. Welcome to IDC Industry Thought Leadership, Becoming Digitally Resilient. We are now entering three podcasts talking about digital resiliency in the healthcare and life sciences industry. I'm producer and host Bonnie D. Graham. Happy to be here. This is the first of three, as I said. Let me give you a little background. Fueled by the COVID-19 global pandemic, digitally enabled remote care and clinical trials will drive 70% growth in spending on connected health technologies by providers and life science companies by 2023. Now, I want you to all stop and look at your calendar. We're now at the end, recording this, the end of 2021, so that's not that far off. I'm going to be joined for the next three segments by the IDC Health Insights team. They're going to share their insights on, of course, digital resiliency in the healthcare industry. So today, we're talking about driving innovation in healthcare. Great topic, very exciting. I'm going to be speaking with Lynn Dunbrack. Lynn, for the video, you can wave hello. And Mike Townsend, Mike Wave, hi. And let me give a little background here. The global pandemic, as we know, created profound disruptions as supply chains were upended. And I'm going to say they still are. Oh, my. They're going to discuss the speed of the pivot to virtual health services. And this may be news to some of our listeners and our viewers, how the impact of deferred care drove the use of artificial intelligence to identify and reach out to patients in need and the acceleration of clinical research. Important topics. Lynn Dunbrack, welcome. Mike Townsend, welcome. Lynn, you and I haven't spoken for a couple of years. You were on radio with me a while ago. So happy to see you here. Lynn, please do me the honor. Introduce yourself and what's exciting about this topic for you. Welcome, Lynn. Sure. Thank you, Bonnie. It's a pleasure to be with you again on uh, on the Voice America podcast. Really a pleasure. Um, I'm Lynn Dombrek. I am the Group Vice President for IDC Health Insights. I joined IDC back in 2005 as one of the first healthcare analysts and over time um, am now actually running not only um, IDC Health Insights, but also IDC Government Insights. So I'm responsible for the public sector practices here at IDC. I have over 40 years of healthcare experience working for a variety of uh, healthcare organizations, health plans in my early days, software companies. Uh, in my mid-career, I also did a tour at uh, Gartner Group and uh, really have been around the block, both with payers, providers, software companies, and research firms. So it's given me uh, a full perspective of the industry and how it's evolved over time. And I'm really passionate about it. It's, it's obviously, I've been in the, it's been my life career. Uh, it fascinates me and I'm particularly interested now in how uh, the various connected health technologies um, have really evolved and are taking out some of the friction that we see in healthcare. Thank you very much, Lynn. This is an exciting field. Just quick question, Lynn. Did you ever expect to be talking about something called virtual healthcare, Lynn? Well, not when I graduated from college before the before the uh, the internet was a thing. Um, but it is interesting, actually, Bonnie, how there are many things in healthcare that are, are how does that expression go? Everything that is 
um, old is new again, or everything that is new is old. However, that I'm now mangled that. Um, glad that wasn't my quote for today. Uh, <laughs> but but there are lots of things that we did back in the past that we're we're repackaging, and of course, technology makes it so much easier uh, for us to do these sorts of things. So uh, yes, I but I have been actually following the virtual care uh, space since 2008. You know when it first evolved. And Lynn, the French say plus ça change. Plus, c'est la même chose. The more things change, the more they stay the same, which is ah, half, oui. of, half of, ah oui, that's one of my favorite quotes. Mike Townsend, please introduce yourself. Why are you here? What's your passion for virtual health care and helping make people healthier and happier going forward with technology? Mike, welcome. Hey, thank you, Bonnie. So I'm Mike Townsend. I'm research director for commercial life science strategies at IDC Health Insights. I've been doing this for about seven years. After a long career in uh, manufacturing, in process control and automation, uh, I've also had the pleasure of specifying and designing uh, various ERP and CRM systems in my previous career. And uh, so I'm very passionate about all the technological changes affecting the healthcare and life science industries. We've just seen, you know, as you mentioned, Bonnie. Uh, huge changes even since COVID-19 hit us. Uh, most of us have been work, working remotely for a year and a half now, uh, and that's certainly extended to our uh, areas of interest in life science companies and healthcare companies. Everything from uh, remote, uh, remote health, as you mentioned, Zoom meetings with doctors. In my area, we've also seen uh, Zoom meetings and other types of remote and virtual meetings with, uh, with life science sales professionals and marketing teams working with doctors, not being able to visit their offices. Um, and it's just been, uh, it's been a huge change. One of the things I, I cover is uh, uh, manufacturing and supply chain, and you mentioned that before. Huge changes there, huge bottlenecks. Um, not limited to life sciences, of course, but certainly affecting life sciences. So uh, I'm very optimistic that in the medium term, we're going to see some changes with, uh, with automation, with technology. They're going to help us minimize some of these supply chain problems. And hopefully, God forbid, if we ever have another uh, situation like this pandemic, we'll be much more prepared to react to it and, and have more success dealing with it. Thank you very much, Mike. Nice to meet you. Yes, technology to the rescue, we hope. We cross our fingers, right? And let's get that supply chain undisrupted already. Lynn Dunbrack, I asked you before we started to send me an interesting quote from a movie, a fictional character, a song, and you've selected something I have no idea what it's from, but the character played by actor Nathaniel Parker is Inspector Armand Gamache, or Gamache, I'm not sure where the accent of goo goes, and it's from Still Life, a Three Pines mystery. It's a 2013 mystery film based on a series of novels by Louise Penny set in the fictitious village of Three Pines in the Canadian province of Quebec. I'll do that in French. And here is the quote Lynn selected, life is change. If you aren't growing and evolving, you're standing still, and the rest of the world is surging ahead. Lynn, how did you find this beautiful quote, very apropos, and what does it have to do with our topic? Go ahead. Sure. Well, Louise Penny is one of my favorite mystery uh, novelists, and uh, as you mentioned, a Canadian. And 
Still Life was one, was her first book in this 17-book series of Inspector Gamache. And what really struck me about this particular quote, you know, in as it relates to our topic is we have seen so much change in the last 16 months. Um, you know, it's been attributed to the fact, you know, people t- often quote, we've seen two years of digital transformation in two months uh, time. And we're actually going to be surveying uh, provider organizations in, the, in, the, in this quarter to get a sense of what their actual um, transformation was in that period of time. Was it, you know, two years in, in, in that two months or was it more like five or six? Because so many healthcare organizations have, um, have been behind the eight ball in, uh, in their digital transformation journey. So I thought that this was a very telling quote. You know, life, go, life changes, and if you're not changing with it, it's going to surge ahead and, and you'll be left behind. So, um, you know, I just thought it was very apropos to, to the current environment uh, that we're living in. And if folks haven't picked up a Louise Penny book or watched one of uh, the movies, I believe they're out on uh, Netflix, I highly recommend them. A uh, dear friend of mine who's a uh, physician has been actually hosting book clubs of uh, another author's book as a way of helping his colleagues um, deal with stress. And um, he's a big advocate for, you know, murder mysteries as stress relief. So I thought that was an interesting twist to bring into. Lynn, that's fascinating. I have to go read some Louise Penning, and I love the idea of colleagues introducing each other to interesting novels, to literature as a stress buster. That's part of healthcare. How creative. Lynn, let's go to your topics of the day today. I'm seeing that you want to talk about the key trends driving care anywhere. Lynn, talk to us. Sure. So, you know, obviously the biggest uh, driver of care anywhere in the past 18 months has been the pandemic. Uh, Organizations in the, in the early days uh, stopped providing uh, routine care. Um, you know, only emergency care, elective surgeries were put on hold, and uh, you know, which had profound impacts. You know, for the hospital's bottom line, had profound impacts, of course, uh, for uh, the patients. You know, a, a great concern is that two out of three patients actually deferred care of you know of, of a range of care, whether it's dental care, routine physicals. Um, mental health, that's, I think, the next big pandemic that we're facing now. But um, one of the things that truly concerns me is that 18% uh, of consumers actually deferred uh, routine cancer screenings. So I think that's going to be, you know, a huge issue that we'll be facing in the next Mm -hmm. 6 to 12 to 18 months as those patients now come back into uh, the hospital or clinical care settings and get the imagings and screenings that they need and find out that their cancer is more advanced than had it been detected earlier. So that was a big draw, you know, getting people to receive care in a way um, safely with, you know, mitigating the risk of exposure. Uh, one of the other big trends driving care anywhere is, you know, the whole value-based health system and being able to, um, you know, provide care that's cost-effective, that con- provides convenient access uh, to healthcare, and and doing it in a way that also improves the patient experience. That has been, you know, a very important factor. And then the technology has really evolved. You asked me, you know, in my in my forty year career, did I ever anticipate that, uh, you know, virtual care uh, would would be a thing? And you know, we've had telemedicine. You know, we forget yes. that telemedicine has been around. Uh, you know, since the the 1960s, 1970 timeframe. So that in a way was the, you know, the early days of remote care. But, you know, with the advancement of uh, technologies, 
we're now able to do so much more and we have consumer available uh, technology. I mean, we all have a, you know, many people have a smartphone, so they actually have, you know, a virtual care. I see if you can see it, my phone, uh, you know, a doctor in a pocket, if you will, you know, by the virtue of having a phone. With a doctor in the pocket, there is certainly this whole notion of expanded care anywhere. And, and this, um, is going to have profound impacts on the healthcare system, and we're seeing lots of expanding use cases, whether it is, you know, emergency medical services uh, en route and being able to, to link back into the emergency department um, so that the clinicians can prepare for the arrival of the patient. Um, home Hospital at Home is a really interested initiative where acute care patients are actually receiving um, care at home that they would have received on an inpatient basis. Uh, you know, from a life science perspective, the whole notion of uh, virtual decentralized clinical trials uh, is actually helping to reduce the burden of clinical trials for patients. That, of course, will have uh, supply chain implications as, you know, we're working to get those clinical, um, whether they're clinical dev medical devices or uh, medical supplies, uh, you know, out into the field. So lots of really interesting uh, opportunities, you know, that we see for care anywhere beyond what we've been experiencing as of late, which was, you know, the virtual visits between, say, a primary care physician and their patient or a mental health provider uh, in their patient. We're really going to be able to expand, you know, in so many different ways uh, um, and, and a lot of convergence between health and life sciences, you know, another care anywhere uh um, use cases, the whole notion of prescriptive, uh, you know, digital uh, therapeutics. And I know that Namita will be talking about that in one of her uh, podcast sessions with you. So lots of exciting opportunities, I think, for Care Anywhere, um, you know, especially as it relates uh, to the pandemic and has, has actually been driven and accelerated by the pandemic. Thank you very much, Lynn. Exciting and the issues of accessibility, trust, security, privacy, right? They bring in technology is wonderful. And it's, it's a huge topic. Mike Townsend, we'd love to get your POV on this. Talk to us. What do you think about what Lynn said? I'm going to ask you agree or disagree if you dare. Mike Townsend, go ahead. Your turn. I do agree. And uh, uh, very exciting things. And, and most of us are seeing these things uh, in our lives, whether we're on a, uh, you know, a remote visit with a doctor whether we're participating in a clinical trial and perhaps not having to visit the off the investigator's office as often, uh, perhaps uh, monitoring some of our symptoms or uh, or conditions remotely through connected devices, uh, it's all coming together, uh, producing lots of data. And there's a lot of things going on behind the scenes too that aren't necessarily apparent when you're uh, you know in the patient doctor. Relation thing, relationship, things like real-world evidence or real-world data. Um, this can be everything from uh, electronic health records to, uh, to uh, monitoring of patients and the data that's coming from, uh, you know, a smartwatch or that you're putting into your phone. All this uh, information is being collected. It's helping us have more effective clinical trials in some cases it's helping us avoid certain stages of clinical trials. It's helping uh, doctors have better information into patient journeys, particularly with rare diseases, certain types of cancer, when you can 
bring together all that data for certain types of patients with certain types of backgrounds, certain types of genetics, even certain types of socioeconomic factors. Uh, it's very exciting uh, how we can use this information. And there's so much data that we really need a lot of these te- technological tools, things like artificial intelligence, advanced analytics, uh, platforms which combine various sources of these data together. It's helping in drug discovery. It's helping in uh, communications between life science companies and doctors. And it's helping the doctor-patient relationship. And it's helping doctors understand, particularly some of these rare conditions that they may not have been able to, uh, to look at in medical school. Uh, collaboration between doctors, um, uh, influences of different doctors, uh, it's all very exciting, but there's a lot of technology behind the scenes that uh, we really need to consider uh, that's going to help move us forward on on all these factors. Thank you, Mike. You brought up uh, Lynn and Mike. We could talk for about two hours on this, and I know we have other segments coming up on this IDC Thought Leadership podcast series with your colleagues from Lynn's Health Insights team. Uh, Lynn, anything briefly you want to say back to Mike? There's just so much interesting, and it is exciting. Lynn, do you want a closing remarks, please? Yeah, I, I think one of the things that's been really interesting for me, especially as um, you know, leading the team, is just how much convergence there are between, you know, the subsectors of the health and life science industry, between, you know, the life science organizations and payers and providers. Um, and, and I think the pandemic clearly has accelerated that. Lots of opportunities for my uh, analysts to collaborate with each other. Namina and I have done a lot around uh, connected health for our respective uh, subsectors. Um, you know, lots of, you know, there's the whole term of payvider. So the convergence between payers and providers. And so technology really makes this happen. And Mike brought up a lot of the great examples of, you know, real-world evidence and payers wanting to know what's going on um, from a life science perspective and the efficacy of drugs. I mean, we certainly have been looking at the efficacy of the, the vaccines for the past time. So it's been a wonderful opportunity for us as a team to collaborate, and it's an exciting time in healthcare and life science. Thank you, Lynn. And you've been referencing Namita. It's Dr. Namita LeMay, and she's going to be on one of our next segments. I just want everybody to know that. Mike Townsend, it's been wonderful getting to meet you. Thank you for sharing your thought leadership. That's what we're here for. Lynn Dunbrack, I know we're doing another segment with you coming up. So let's just say, I'm going to say, everybody, stay healthy. How's that for a good closing message, Lynn? What do you think? Like I that? think that's a perfect a perfect closing method. Stay that's healthy perfect. very much. Be Thank well. you to Mary Conroy behind the scenes for arranging this whole thing. It's wonderful being here with such very savvy and expert thought leaders from IDC. Bonnie DeGram signing off. We are covering six industries. We have 18 podcasts. Find us on voiceamerica.com, the business channel. Look for IDC Thought Leadership. Wave goodbye. Thanks again for tuning in to Becoming Digitally Resilient with IDC Industry Thought Leadership. IDC is committed to helping IT and business leaders build the future enterprise. Email your comments and questions to insights at idc.com. Please join host Bonnie D. Graham on the Business Channel for additional sessions with IDC. IDC.